are Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Today is Monday, October 26, 2020. I am your host, Jack Bushman. Check me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you can also follow my Strictly Blackhawks account. You can find that at Talkin' Hockey. If you like what you're hearing today, be sure to subscribe to the podcast for free wherever you may listen to your podcast, whether that be through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, etc. You'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day, so please be sure to go do that. Also, please go follow our Twitter page, which can be found at capital L, capital O, underscore Blackhawks, with some really good stuff being posted there every day as well. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you all enjoyed your weekends. Getting a little cold here as we quickly approach November, some snow on the ground across the Chicagoland area today. That's usually an indicator that hockey season is here when snow is hitting the ground. But not this year. We are still over two months away, at least, from seeing our next NHL contest. The latest news we have about the 2020-2021 regular season came from David Pagnota over the weekend. As Pagnota tweeted out, he was told by a high-ranking source that an 82-game regular season is still realistic if the season were to start around January 1st and end somewhere in mid to late July. There are obvious obstacles We're trying to play next season, but at the moment, the NHL wants to maximize the amount of games for next season. That only makes sense after they lost a ton of money in the playoffs and towards the end of the 2019-20 regular season due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Pagnota also added that the... NHL, the later the NHL regular season begins, the more likely a reduced schedule is to come into play, which that seems fairly obvious. Many options have been outlined by the NHL, I guess, but as mentioned, right now the league's goal is just to get as many games as possible into the 2020-21 regular season as they can. Pagnota concluded his tweet by saying how he suspects We're still a few weeks away from a final decision, but at the moment, this is what the NHL is looking to do for the upcoming season, which has seemingly just been pushed back further and further every couple weeks into this offseason. And I talked about this on Friday's episode of Lockdown Blackhawks, where I was joined by Lockdown Leafs host Mike DiStefano. He asked me if I thought the NHL was going to start on January 1st, and I told him that I, I have a hard time seeing that happening because... There just had not been any groundwork laid out yet, and everything was just continuing to get pushed back more and more every time it was brought up. But now we actually do have a bit of groundwork laid out. The NHL has established their plans for what they're trying to do, at least. So I I like to see that some progress has finally, finally been made here, but I still feel like they're being entirely too wishful about next season. Like, 82 games plus a postseason, and... What, that would be seven, seven and a half months or so? Not only does that sound like it would be grueling for the players this year, I'm sure the schedule would be even more jam-packed than it has been in the past, and players already do not like how the schedule was already shaping up, so I'm sure the players wouldn't like it, and it would take an even larger toll on their bodies. And also, that would give some guys another limited off-season next summer. Already some some guys are having 
less time on their hands than others. Um, but what if what if the Stanley Cup goes all the way until the end of July next year, and then training camps are supposed to open up in September? That situation would it would either give some players a disadvantage for the 2021-22 season, or they'd have to push it back even further. So we would still see the ripple effects from COVID-19 if they do try and squeeze in an 82-game season. So I don't know. I don't see what's wrong with going with maybe 70 games again like they did last season, maybe just to make things consistent. But even 70 games might be too much. So I'd be okay with 60. I don't know. It just seems very complicated to squeeze in 82 games and what that would be if you have the Stanley Cup being awarded sometime in July. You have to think July would be playoffs, June would be playoffs, and then probably most of May. So an 82-game regular season in four, four and a half months, I'm sure that's the last thing players are going to want to do. So this just does not seem realistic at the moment to me, but it's no surprise to hear that the NHL's trying trying to get in a full season and get in as many games as possible after the financial loss they took last year. This has always been a money-hungry league. Most decisions from up top usually have to do with money. That's just how the NHL is. And once again, this is a move that is simply about money. They don't care about the players' best interests. They just want to make up as much revenue as possible after taking a hit last year. And one way to do that certainly would be by fitting in 82 games in that short amount of time. So, hey, that's the latest news from the NHL about the plans for the 2020-21 regular season. At least it's it's nice to finally see some groundwork being laid, but at the same time, it seems like they are still just being a bit wishful with their ideas. All right, coming up in just a minute, I'm going to talk about the potential central division that we could see for next season if the NHL is forced to do a realignment with Canadian teams possibly not being able to leave the country. But first, I need to talk about Built Bar, which is the protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Built Bar has a ton of awesome flavors like salted caramel, peanut butter brownie, German chocolate cake, and they also have six new flavors, which are caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, carrot cake, lemon almond cheesecake, and apple almond crisp, all of which, much like the other 12 flavors, are covered in 100% real chocolate and are soft, easy to chew, and great for the keto diet. Not only are all the bars low calorie and low sugar, but they're also a great source for protein and fiber, so make sure to go to BuiltBar.com today and use our promo code LOCKEDON in all caps to get $10 off your first order. One more time, be sure to check out BuiltBar.com for a delicious and healthy snack option and use our promo code LOCKEDON in all caps for $10 off your first Built Bar order. Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for listening today. I am your host, Jack Bushman. Be sure to check out my personal Twitter page at Jack Bushman 2 and my Blackhawks Twitter page at Talkin' Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. Also, be sure to subscribe and to follow Lockdown Blackhawks for free wherever you may listen to your podcast and also on Twitter to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out every day. 
All right, we just wrapped up talking about the latest news from the NHL regarding the 2020-21 regular season. Now I wanted to be sure to mention that the Blackhawks, they could be looking at a different central division for next season because there is a chance that the Canadian government does not allow their teams to leave the country or allow American teams to enter Canada. So there have been talks of a possible realignment of all the divisions for next year if that does happen. That would give the NHL four divisions the Canadian Division, the Western Division, the Eastern Division, and the Central Division. The last, obviously, being where the Blackhawks could find themselves. And if this does happen, the Hawks, they would still be in the same division as two of their current division rivals, the St. Louis Blues and the Nashville Predators. But the rest of the division would be a lot different. The other five teams in the Central would be the Columbus Blue Jackets, the Detroit Red Wings, which would be awesome to get that rivalry back, even if it was just for one season. Um, And then the Carolina Hurricanes, and then the Tampa Bay Lightning and Florida Panthers, which is interesting. For the Central Division, you would think they'd be in the Eastern Division, but if you look at it, that division's mostly taken up by all the Northeastern teams with the Canadian teams having to stick together, so Tampa and Florida could wildly be in the Central next year. Quickly going over the other divisions, just so you all know, the Canadian Division would obviously include all seven Canadian teams. That would be the Montreal Canadiens, the Toronto Maple Leafs, the Winnipeg Jets, Ottawa Senators, Calgary Flames, Edmonton Oilers, and then the Vancouver Canucks. The Western Division would be the Anaheim Ducks, the Los Angeles Kings, Arizona Coyotes, San Jose Sharks, Vegas Golden Knights, Colorado Avalanche, Dallas Stars, and Minnesota Wild. That would be the biggest division, and that leaves the Eastern Division with the New York Rangers, New York Islanders, New Jersey Devils, Washington Capitals, Pittsburgh Penguins, Philadelphia Flyers, Boston Bruins, and Buffalo Sabres. I think all of those divisions, they would make, they make sense for the most part. Obviously, as I just said, the, that Eastern Division has so many teams up in the Northeast that it kind of left Carolina, Tampa, and Florida in an awkward spot. You can't put them in the Western Division, so... The Central was really their only option. But overall, besides kind of those three teams, I really like how this realignment looks. It it makes sense for the most part. I I think it it also gives each team a unique situation to be in a bit of a different division for just one year. They'd get to see some different teams than they have in the past. So I like it for those reasons. I asked on Twitter what people thought in general of this idea. And overall, most people like the idea of something different. And they also like the opportunity, as I do, to reestablish that rivalry with the Detroit Red Wings. That would be really awesome. I miss playing them three or four times in the regular season. I don't think we get... Fans back in the United Center yelling Detroit sucks or anything, but it would still be fun to play the Red Wings uh, more than just once or twice in the regular season like we have in the past couple of years. That also could give us uh, a couple more wins on the schedule as well, so I'm definitely open to the idea, and I think there is a good chance that the Canadian government doesn't want to risk another influx of COVID-19 cases in their country, so... Those seven Canadian teams, as I mentioned, they could be forced to play against each other for the entire regular season. And if that is the ruling by the Canadian government, then these are the divisions we are looking at for the 2020-21 regular season.
All right, before we move on to our weekly Mailbag Monday fan segment, I wanted to be sure to add some updates from Blackhawks prospects over in Europe that we saw from over the weekend. Uh, Top forward prospect, Philip Kirishev, he had a massive day for HC Lugano of the NLA. That's the top league over in Switzerland I've mentioned a couple of times on the podcast. Kirishev had three goals for a hat-trick. One of his goals came shorthanded. And then he also added two primary assists. So he had five points in Lugano's 11-1 win on Sunday afternoon. And that now puts Kirishev at three goals and six assists for nine points through six games in the NLA. And for a 21-year-old in that league, that's a really solid start. Over a point per game there right now. It's still early, of course, but those are some really solid numbers to open the year for just a kid in the NLA. Uh, and after after Kirishov is done being loaned to Lugano, he'll be looking to make a push for the Blackhawks' opening night roster out of training camp. There's not a lot of spots open, but they might consider making one for Kirishev if he's NHL ready. He's probably their top forward in the system at the moment. So good to see Kirishev off to a great start for Lugano over in Switzerland. And hopefully he can keep that up before training camp opens up here in the next couple of months. I also have one more little update that's on forward prospect Antti Sorella, of course, a fourth-round pick for the Blackhawks in the 2019 NHL draft last year. Uh, He was named to Finland's U-20 World Juniors roster this morning. The World Juniors, they will take place right around Christmas and New Year's, so congrats to Sorella. He's been playing over for Ives in Finland's Liga to start the year. That's the top league over there for the Finns. And in nine games, Sorella has tallied one goal and four assists for five points, but he's done that while receiving just 10 minutes of ice time per game so far. So he's been really productive in basically a fourth-line role to start the year. Impressive to see in limited ice time for Sorella. So a good start to the regular season for Philip Kirishev, a good start to the regular season for Antti Sorella, And that's just what the Blackhawks are wanting to hear from their young players who are gaining valuable experience overseas before opening training camp here. And it's looking like either late late November or early December. All right, I think that takes care of the latest news from some of the Blackhawks prospects overseas. Coming up in just a minute is our weekly Mailbag Monday fan segment where I answer a question from a couple lucky Locked On Blackhawks listeners right here live on the podcast. Locked on Blackhawks podcast. As always, I am your host, Jack Bushman. You can reach me on Twitter at JackBushman2 or at Talkin' Hockey, or you can also always email the Locked on Blackhawks email, which is LockedOnBlackhawks at gmail.com. For any questions you have about the show, the Blackhawks, or anything that has to do with their latest draft picks and their moves during the free agency period. Okay, we just finished talking about some updates from Philip Kirishev and Antti Sorella, two forward prospects currently in the Blackhawks system. Now it's time for our weekly Mailbag Monday fan segment, where I answer a question from a couple lucky listeners right here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. 
The first question that I want to answer today comes from Kyle Norman, who emailed in the Locked on Blackhawks podcast his question this week, which was, what role do you expect for Brandon Peary next season? He seems like a guy who could make an impact, but there doesn't seem to be a lot of room at the moment. Well, Kyle, Peary is an interesting case for the Blackhawks heading into the 2020-21 regular season, as you said, because there's just... So many forwards in our bottom six group at the moment. Dylan Strom, he'll likely be our third-line center. We could see either Alex Nylander or Andrew Shaw on the wing with him, along with Pia Suter or Matthias Janmark. And then on the fourth line, we also have David Kampf, Ryan Carpenter, Lucas Walmark, Matthew Highmore, Zach Smith. There's a complete logjam there right now, not to mention Peary. Then there's John Quenville. Maybe a guy like Philip Kirishev, who I just mentioned. So it's definitely tough to see exactly where Peary fits in, but I do think that the Blackhawks would like to keep him on their NHL roster, possibly as a 13th or 14th forward option for a couple of different reasons. The first is that Peary, he's not waivers exempt. He would have to go through waivers to be sent down to Rockford, and that means another team could scoop him up like we saw happen with Carl Dahlstrom at the start of last season. And I don't think the Hawks would like to lose Peary for nothing after dealing him for Dylan Secura, uh, who... While it wasn't it wasn't working out with Secura here, you still don't want to give him up to Vegas for nothing in return. I don't think that's the Blackhawks' plan. So I don't think they want to risk losing Peary through waivers. And also, unlike some of their young players coming up in the system, it doesn't hurt too much to have a veteran guy like Peary who has nothing left to prove at the AHL level in his career. He, he's always lit it up there. It's just about doing it at the NHL level. It doesn't hurt too much to have a veteran guy like Peary not playing and sitting out more nights than than playing it wouldn't it wouldn't hurt what i'm saying yeah it wouldn't hurt to have him sitting out more nights than not it, where it would like a prospect so i think that would be a good luxury for the blackhawks to have and that's why i expect peary to be on their opening night roster just probably not in the lineup for the hawks in their first game the second question I want to answer today comes from at Phil Peterson 553 on Twitter, who asked me, if the Central Division does get realigned for next season, who comes in last, the Blackhawks or the Red Wings? And I want to answer this question because there's been a lot of Red Wings flack that I've been catching lately after Lockdown Avalanche host Chris McKelly ranked the Blackhawks behind the Red Wings in a ranking of the original six teams at the moment, like... All right, that's a slap in the face. I know things are bad for the Hawks right now, but come on. The Wings are not set up to be much better than they were last year. They basically just added a ton of old veterans in the offseason. They got Bobby Ryan, Mark Stahl, Sam Gagne. They did land Tomas Grice in goal, which he's a guy I've talked about a lot on this podcast. I thought he would be a free agent target for the Blackhawks, obviously, Things didn't go that way, but I like the addition of Grice and Nett for Detroit, but with some question marks that they still have on defense, I don't know if he'll make that much of a difference. So I will say the Blackhawks will finish ahead of Detroit in the standings if the Central Division does get realigned, but to be honest, the competition is pretty tough beyond that, so the Hawks could be looking at a 6th or 7th place finish in the division, potentially, if things do shape up that way. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I think that will wrap up Mailbag Monday, October 26th episode of Locked On Blackhawks. 
Thank you again for tuning into the show, and be sure to subscribe and follow the Locked On Blackhawks podcast for free right now on your favorite podcast app, and you'll get the latest episode as soon as it comes out every day. And after the show, ask your smart device to play the Locked On NHL podcast for all the latest news from all 31 teams around the league. Thank you again for tuning into today's episode. I am your host, Jack Bushman. You can catch me on Twitter at my personal account, at JackBushman2, or my Blackhawks account, at TalkinHockey, for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. For any questions at all regarding anything related to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, you can always email LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com, hit me on one of my two Twitter accounts, or call 708-653-0572 to leave a voicemail. So until tomorrow's episode, thank you again for listening to Locked On Blackhawks Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.